Welcome to Grace to All. I'm your host, Paul Gray. You've probably used the word grace, sang Amazing Grace, or said grace at a meal. But did you know that God's grace is way better than we can even imagine, and that you and all people already have an abundant supply of God's unlimited amazing grace? Today, we're going to hear the truth about God's amazing grace to all people. So, sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hey everybody, Paul Gray here. Glad to have you with me again. What's new? When I was growing up and in earlier years, we used to greet people with saying, what's new? Today more it's what's up or what's happening. Probably something newer than that now, but what's new? You know, the old saying, there's nothing new under the sun. But then also there's this well-known scripture from Romans 12 that says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What does that mean? That comes from Romans 12, verse 2. The Passion Translation says it this way, Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, the world, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation or renewing of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in His eyes. That's a little different, means the same thing, but most of us who have some kind of Bible background know that as renewing our mind. Well, what does it actually mean? The Greek word used there is anachinesis, which means a renewal or a complete change for the better. Now today, if we look at our English definitions, the meaning of the word renew, the verb is to make like new, to restore to original existence, to become as new, to begin again, to become formed again, to make like new. Make like new. Restore your mind. Make it like new. Well, that begs the question, what was your mind like when it was new? I've come to understand it knew truth. It knew mystery. It knew the Trinity. It knew ourselves and everybody else before creation. The greatest thing in the Old Testament, the greatest sin in the Old Testament, sin being missing the mark, the greatest sin in the Old Testament is the sin of forgetting, forgetting who we were, forgetting who God is, forgetting God's promises. What was our mind like, yours and mine, when it was new, when we were first born, when we were able to think in the womb? When we were eternal spirits that first became slowed down to visibility for our brief time here on earth, what were our minds like? What was in our mind? Well, what was in our mind was what it was like where we came from, the unseen eternal world. Eternity is above time. It's past, present, and future all at the same time. So we're going to see what eternity was like for us 
before we came to earth. What eternity will be like when we go home, and we all will, and what eternity is like right now for those of us with ears to hear and eyes to see. It's all the same. It never changes. Now, this is certainly mystical. It can only be revealed to us by God. Mystics are simply people who hear from God, and we all can. Many of us just don't realize that. People have mystical experiences of being in God's presence in a supernatural way, sometimes in a dream or in an out-of-body experience or a near-death experience. My friend Mo Thomas has a wonderful new book out called Into the Abyss, and in it he talks about an actual experience that he had where he went back to before when he was born. He went back to what it was like before. Some of you have had experiences like that. A very simple example of that is a mystical experience, is hearing God telling you to do something other than you'd planned on doing, like go to this store instead of that one, or call this person, or take this route home instead of that route. Well, you do what God says, and then something divine, supernatural happens that you know could only happen from God, a divine meeting, a what we used to call coincidence, a God incidence, something like that. My wife and I had that happen this week. We felt the Holy Spirit saying we should stay in Lawrence, where we live, and not travel out of state and be gone all week as we had planned on doing. So we actually canceled our airplane tickets. Then, towards the end of this week, Papa gave us the specific opportunity to help a friend in need in a specific way that we could not have done had we have been out of state. We literally couldn't have done it, and we couldn't have had anybody else do it for us. It brought great joy to us and to our friend. Actually, there were three different situations like that this week. See, that's God in the unseen world, knowing who and what will happen at a certain time and place, and influencing us to be where God wants us to be at a certain place, certain time, for a certain purpose that he's prepared us to be able to do. Little children sometimes learn to talk soon enough to express what they remember before coming to earth, before they forget. I have a friend in Texas with two little boys like that. And then she started, after seeing what her boys were like and what they were talking about, she started researching that and found there certainly are other people around like that. I have a new friend, Melissa Dents, who vividly remembers what it was like before she came here. And I'm going to be interviewing her soon, and you'll all be able to hear those interviews. I've been taking some time recently and asking the Holy Spirit of Christ in me to remind me, to show me what it was like in the eternal realm before I was born as a human almost 74 years ago. Well, here's what the Holy Spirit has revealed to me. We all existed in pure, total love, immersed and saturated in unlimited love. Now, we're all mystics. Most of us just aren't aware of it yet. 
But one of the points, one of the things you can observe about mystics, I learned this from my friend Steve McVeigh, is that mystics focus on love as the means of life. Love is the litmus test of how you act. Mystics embrace moving further and further and further into love and know the very source of love is God. The Apostle Paul wrote about that to the church in Corinth in 1 Corinthians 8, verses 2 to 3. This is the mirror version. It says, let love define your convictions and not mere head knowledge. Loving God and your fellow human is so easy when you understand that God knows you. Let God's knowledge of you inspire your love for him and your fellow humans. Now, in addition to being saturated and immersed and one with unlimited love, I'm going to share with you today some more of what it was like before we came, what it will be like when we go back, and what it is actually like right now in the unseen realm, which we can see through the eyes of Christ. Here's what it's like in the eternal realm. Here's what our minds knew to be true before we came to earth. Everything is in pure light. There's no trace of darkness. In eternity, there is no darkness. There's absolute oneness between everyone and God and each other. As Jesus said in John 14, 20, on that day, you will know You'll be aware of now what we were always aware of, that you're one with God. They're one with you. You're one with everybody else. In the eternal realm, what our minds knew before we came, there are no worries ever. It's pure joy and bliss, exceedingly great joy, unlimited joy, unbounding joy, pure grace, pure gratitude, total thankfulness all the time, pure trust, pure goodness unlimited goodness. There's nothing not good. Everyone is selfless and self-giving. Relationships are euphoric. There's glorious music. Everyone has their own special signature song, and they all blend together in the great symphony of life. There's pure, beautiful harmony. Everyone has their own multicolored light signature, and they all blend together. They're all connected together to make trillions of different colored particles of light. There's exquisite scenery, total fun and companionship and kindred spirit relationships, pure truth, pure delight in yourself, in God, and in everybody else. Everybody fully knows and is fully known. Fully loved, fully embraced, fully accepted, fully included, and fully celebrated by each other and by God. We know people there. We have relationships with people there, past, present, and future. There's lavish abundance. There's no lack. There's no need. There's no want. Everybody continually celebrates God and each other and themselves. There's great appreciation for God and for each other. It's just sheer ecstasy. There's no sickness, no pain, no tears, no sin, no aging. It's pure, abundant life, beautiful colors, total respect, glory, magnificent. There's only one language. Everybody speaks the same language. There's just continuous wonder, pure peace. Everybody pulls for each other. We're all on the same side. There's only one side. 
There's total kindness and pure gentleness and pure faith. There's no doubt about anything. Highest vibes, all positive to the max. High energy. There's nothing negative. There are no negative people. There are no negative thoughts. We see and enjoy and delight in observing and participating in continual creation. There's just awesome splendor. We absolutely know that God is for us and is working all things for the good. There's no stress, no pressure, no angst, no need to perform to gain or maintain approval from God or anyone. There's no law. There are no rules. There's no doctrine. There's no dogma. There are no rituals. There's no religion. There's no religious organizations. There's no exclusion. There's no rudeness. There's no judgment. There's no death. There's no loss. There's no punishment. There's no condemnation. There's no shame. There's no one-upsmanship, no hierarchy, no evil. Before we came to earth, we knew the Trinity made a covenant between themselves, between the Father, Son, and Holy Spirits, with us as the beneficiary. We didn't make this covenant with them. We're the beneficiary of the covenant. And that covenant that they told us before they sent us is they will be with us and in us and for us. Never leave us or forsake us. Anything that we do there in missing the mark, which we call sin, anything that we do when we came to here, here on earth would be forgiven in advance and never held against us. We will all be ultimately restored, the ultimate restoration of all things. And when they sent us to earth, we didn't come empty-handed. They'd already lavished us with every spiritual blessing there is in the heavenly realm. See, we've just forgotten all of that. We came, we still are, and we always will be totally loved unconditionally. We're all called and graced and included and free and whole and anointed and prepared and cleansed and gifted and empowered, and forgiven in advance, blessed, Holy Spirit-filled, empowered for good, gifted, provided for. We've all been given a platform of unlimited opportunities. We all have wonderful desires in our heart, the desires of our heart, which God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit put them there. They're God's desires that became our desires. Eternity past, future, and present, can all be experienced now. The kingdom of God in us, above the line, in the unseen and eternal realm. My friend Catherine Toon put out a, a great article on this recently. She starts out by saying, what happened before time began? She says, most of the church is very familiar with Genesis 1-1, in the beginning. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. She said, this is what we usually think of when we think of the beginning in general and our beginning in specific. Indeed, other passages also speak of this as a beginning. For example, Psalm 33, 6 and Isaiah 44, 24 and Psalm 102, 25 to 27. However, Scripture also brings out a beginning before time. John 1, 1 and 2 speaks of eternity past, a beginning before time existed. It says, in the very beginning, the living expression was already there, and the living expression was with God, yet fully God. They were together face to face in the very beginning. The translator of the Passion Version translated Christ there as the living expression. Other translators say the message or the blueprint or the logos or the word. 
Now, in the Passion, Brian Simmons goes on to comment, Christ is the eternal word, the creative word, and the word made visible. He is the divine self-expression of all that God is, continues and reveals in incarnated flesh. Just as we express ourselves in words, God has perfectly expressed himself in Christ. Catherine Toon goes on to say, how breathtaking. We understand the living expression is Christ, who eternally has existed as one member of the Trinity before times. This wording was also repeated in 1 John 1.1, where John said he had no beginning and was one with the Father. See, there was a beginning before time as we know it, where Christ already existed as the uncreated Son. Psalm 93.2 refers to the creation story, but also a timeless eternity in the context of the reigning of Christ. It says, Lord, you have reigned as king from the very beginning of time. Eternity is your home. And Catherine says, let's explore this fascinating eternity before time. Proverbs 8, 22 to 31 in the Passion is a powerful melodic passage. It talks about wisdom, who is Christ. Proverbs 8, 22 to 31. In the beginning, I was there for God possessed me even before he created the universe. From eternity past, I was set in place. Before the world began, I was anointed from the beginning. Before the ocean depths were poured out and before there were any glorious fountains overflowing with water, I was there dancing. Even before one mountain had been sculpted or one hill raised up, I was already there dancing. When he created the earth, the fields, even the first atom of dust, I was already there. When he hung the tapestry of the heavens and stretched out the horizons of the earth, when the clouds in the skies were set in place and the subterranean fountains began to flow strong, I was already there. When he set in place the pillars of the earth and spoke of the decrees of the seas, commanding the waves so they wouldn't overstep their boundaries, I was there, close to the Creator's side as his master artist. Daily he was filled with delight in me as I playfully rejoiced before him. I laughed and played so happy with what he had made while finding delight in the children of men. Christ was there before and during creation. Christ was present, the only God from the very beginning. Now, how did Jesus refer to time? Well, he talked about the beginning in Genesis 1, creation of male and female. He talked about the murdered prophets. He talked about lots of things. It was through his creative inspiration that he made all things and all of life, including us. Jesus specifically mentioned this very beginning before time in John 17, 24, when he said, Father, I ask that you allow everyone that you have given me, which is everyone, I ask that they will be with me where I am. They will see my full glory, the very splendor you have placed upon me because you have loved me even before the beginning of time. And he goes on to say he loved us from before the beginning of time, just like he loved Jesus. Jesus is referred to as the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He's referred as that five times in the book of Revelation, five times in uh, Scripture is the number of grace. It's interesting, the book of Revelation is actually the revelation of, or the unveiling of Christ. It's not about the end times. Alpha is the first letter of the Greek alphabet. Omega is the last. How about us before the beginning of time? Paul mentioned in Romans eight twenty nine about us being known before we were born. It says, he knew all about us before we were born, and he destined us from the beginning to share the likeness of his son. This means the son is the oldest of a vast family of brothers and sisters who will become just like him. 
It's even more astounding is that you and I were present, chosen, and joined to Christ before time began. Ephesians 1 verse 4 says, God chose us to be his very own, joining us to himself even before he laid the foundation of the universe. Because of his great love, he ordained us so that we would be seen as holy in his eyes with an unstained innocence. A few verses down in Ephesians 1 9, Paul states that regarding the walking out of our union in Christ, God was delighted to implement that from the very beginning of time. Paul wrote this in 2 Timothy 1, 9 and 10. He says, God has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own good purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus, wait for it, before time began. Ho, <laughs> Now it's been revealed by the appearing of our Savior, Lord Jesus, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. One last verse. Well, a couple. 2 Thessalonians 2.13 also refers to God choosing us before the beginning. But the last verse is Titus 1, 1 to 3. Before time, God promised us to be led to the full knowledge of the truth. See, it's a mind-boggling thing to know what our minds knew originally when we first came here. We, as God's kids, were such an inherent part of God and His plan before time began. He had this all planned out for us, created us as spirit beings. We knew all of this, and then we came to earth. It's the basis for who we are, and it's the basis for everything. So I know this is mystical. Some of these things may be new to you. Here's what I want to encourage you today. To take some time, alone, quiet, with no devices on, no other sound or anything. Take some deep breaths. Just be still and say, Holy Spirit, show me what it was like before I came to earth. Show me what I knew before I forgot. Renew my mind. And then listen. Listen. He'll show you. And share that with me and with others. It's way cool. It's so way cool, we don't even have words to describe it. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. From now on, When you see me or I see you and we say, what's new? We know. Love you all. Grow in grace. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All, where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.